0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. So we're talking about prayer uh, this morning. And, we're, and uh, the title of, of my series is Prayers of the Bible because we're going to be looking at a lot of different types of prayers. We're going to be looking in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And um, if you have your Bibles, look, look at Ephesians 6.18. And this, uh, in Ephesians 6, is really, it's, it talks about the armor of God, putting on the armor of God, that we're, that we're in a battle, um, and the enemy's working against us. You know, they're, they're, it, you have an enemy, amen? Uh, but thank God we have a friend, and that's Jesus, amen? We have God Almighty on our side. So you don't have to be alarmed that there are uh, entities that, that, that will try to come against us at times. But somebody say, greater, greater. is he... Jesus that is in me than he that is in the world. So do you know you got the greater one abiding in you? No matter what forces are trying to come against you on the outside, you have the greater one. And Ephesians 6 18 says, pray in the spirit in every situation. Use every kind of prayer and request there is. For the same reason, be alert, use every kind of effort, and make every kind of request. For all of God's people. So, you know, I want to talk to you about prayer today. And I don't know, uh, I, I know this is a praying church. But sometimes I think that we can get in a rut in our prayer life. Amen. Can you, does anybody know what I'm talking about? In other words, we just kind of do the same thing over and over again in our prayer life. And we sort of kind of get in a rut or a routine. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want prayer to be you know, something that we have to do. I, I, I want prayers to be something that we enjoy doing. Amen. And hopefully in this series this month, you'll, you'll get a hold of some, some ways where you can pray and, you know, put some life back into your prayer life. Amen. Amen? And, so, and, and so today um, we're going to be talking about... Uh, the ta- anybody ever heard of the Tabernacle Prayer? Some have. Amen. And to tell you the truth, uh, I, I just discovered it myself, and I think it's pretty awesome. And it's based on the tabernacle. It's based on the, the Israelites, um, you know, uh, coming out of Egypt and, of course, having a sacrifice system. Now, I, I know this is Old Testament, but, you know, Jesus didn't do away with, with the law. He fulfilled it. And the Bible says that everything in the Bible is, is, is good for, for growth and learning. And we can learn some things from the Old Testament, things of, we can learn about people and what they did. We can learn, you know, what we should do and what we shouldn't do because it was examples, the Bible says. And so, so we need to we, we realize that, that, um, that the whole Bible is good, amen? And so we're, we're talk, I'm going to talk to you about the tabernacle, as you can see this back here. You see it back here? Um, how uh, I found that picture on the internet, but, um, we're, we're going to talk about how the, the priests went through to get to the Holy of Holies. Now, now back in the old days, you know, God dwelt in buildings, but do you know where he's dwelling at today? He's, he's dwelling in you. That's all I said. The greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So you got the greater one on the inside of you. But back then in the old covenant, you know, God chose to, have his glory in a certain place, and and uh, you know the Ark of the Covenant and uh, the the Holy of Holies. Um, it was a place where the priests would go in and 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 uh, sprinkle blood on the on the mercy seat. Amen. And so we're we're going to talk about the six pieces of furniture this morning, and and how the 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 people um, got close to God and how their sacrifices. Uh, help them to have a relationship with God. Amen. In Exodus uh, 25, 8 and 9, it says, uh, in Exodus 25, 8 and 9, it says, Have the people of Israel build me a holy sanctuary so I can live among them. You must build this tabernacle and its furnishings exactly according to the pattern. So, you know, God God sets up patterns and, uh, you know, it, it, he wants us to, uh, I, I believe that we can go with a pattern of how the, how the priest um, uh, went through uh, the process of getting to the Holy of Holies. And we could actually glean from this pattern a, in our prayer life. And uh, so, uh, the, the, as you can see behind me, the tabernacle was actually, was like a big tent, a rectangle tent without a top. And then, then there was places here. Can you see this right here? This is the brazen altar. Amen. And they would have to go through the brazen altar and then the labor and then the menorah and then the, the show bread. And then, you know, um, the altar of incense, which is right here. Praise God. And then the Holy of Holies. Amen. And this is a process as they went through this to get to the Holy of Holies. There's things that we can do in our prayer life that we can mimic some of this. And I've, you know, I've, I've done my studying and I find that some of the greatest preachers um, are praying this type of, of prayer calling. They call it the tabernacle prayer. Amen. And um, I was looking this up and I, I noticed, I don't know if anybody ever heard of Paul Youngie Cho. Anybody ever heard of him? He, he, he has the largest church in the world. He has 750,000 members. Can somebody say that's big? Amen. And uh, but he he has a huge church and and he actually the Lord revealed to him the tabernacle prayer. He's he prays that all the time. And um, and God has truly blessed him. Amen. And uh, he says he needs to pray just to stay in peace. How many people just need to pray just to stay in peace? Amen. I know he says he needs the anointing of God on us. How many people might need the anointing of God on your life? I mean, you need the anointing to be a parent. You need the anointing to, to, to go to work and, and to work for your boss. You need the anointing. Look at your neighbor and say, you need the anointing. No, I'm kidding. But you need the anointing of God. And he says, I need the anointing. I need the manifested presence of God on my life. Because he says that, that he can be stressed out. Amen. And, he's, and uh, so I need the anointing. I need the grace. And in Exodus three three eleven, it says inside the tent meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses when Moses was with the Lord would speak to Moses face to face, as one speaks to a friend. Afterward, Moses would return to the camp, but the young man who assisted him, Joshua, son of Nun, would remain behind the tent in the meeting. So again, I, I, I want your prayer life to 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 become alive, Amen. I want your your prayer life to to. I, I want you to be excited about prayer. It's, it's interesting to me is our prayer meetings are probably the smallest number of people come to our prayer meetings. Why is that? Well, I, I just think that because we, we, we think that prayer is basically just blessing our food. You know, prayer is just it's more than just saying grace over your food. Amen. It, 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 it should enter into every part of your life. Now, now, when, when the priest goes into the, this would be called the outer court, um, actually here, and here this is a tent. Of course, we don't have a tent right here, but if, if they showed it, was, it, it's a tent that they go into. And, and then this was a, 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 like a wall, like a, like a big thick carpet that kept the, the Holy of Holies from the holy place. This is, called, this is the holy place right here. And this was a tent. So this is the outer court right here. And so a lot of times in prayer, I don't know about you, but it takes a process of time to get into the presence of God at times. I'm telling you, that's why I like to worship God. That's why I like to have sometimes, you know, we used to on Sunday nights, we used to worship God for an hour. And we would just pray, do praise and worship songs. And then, you know, it's something about getting in the presence of God and waiting. The Bible talks about waiting on the Lord. Nobody likes to wait anymore. Nobody likes a process. Everybody wants to microwave prayer. Are you listening to me? And microwave results. But, but I, you know, with our relationship with God, it is a process. And so, so here, when the priest came in to what you call the outer court here, uh, they, they came in with praise, giving God thanks and praise. So, you know, uh, in Psalms 104, It says, enter his gates with grumbling and his courts. No, it doesn't say that. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Uh, Give thanks to him and praise his name. We want to thank God for for what he has done. For for what he has done for us. You know, he has done so much for us. Even if he doesn't do anything anymore, your name is written in the land's book of life. And we need to enter in thanksgiving. I'm, I'm telling you, attitude is everything. Have you, has the enemy or has your flesh, have you ever dealt with attitude problems in here? We need to make sure that we don't have a bad attitude in the presence of the king. Amen. In other words, we want to have a good attitude. The enemy, I don't know about you, but he's always trying to work on my attitude. And I'm telling you, it's attitude, not aptitude. ...that determines your altitude. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You can be smart and you can be a brainiac... ...but you can think of all the reasons why something won't work. Sometimes it can work against us having, having knowledge. But, and the Bible says knowledge puffs up but, but um, love edifies. So, so, so we're, we're talking about the outer court and, and, and giving God praise... ...but then what, the, what, what you do is you're going go to go by the altar... And, and, and this is called the brazen altar. And this is where they had the, this is where they had the sacrifices, um, where the, the, the sacrifice of the sins of the people. And they would uh, sacrifice goats and bulls and sheep on that. And so it would, it would be covered with blood and it would have that sacrifice. And you notice, um, you might say, what's the relevance of this, You know, for the New Testament, you see the cross is that when we get into prayer and we get into praise and worship, we should be thinking about uh, Jesus and what he did. Like today, as we took communion, we focused back on the cross. We need to we need to think about what Jesus has done for us on the cross in our prayer life. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We, w- we want to think about, you know, what he has liberated us from. Are you listening to me today? In Isaiah 53, 5, it talks about, you know, the sacrifice. Isaiah, this is a messianic um, scripture here. And uh, it it talks about what Jesus did. And, um, you know, some call this the four major wounds of Jesus. And Jesus had four major wounds on the cross. He was whipped. He had a crown with thorns. He had nails in his hands and feet. And he, at the end, he had a spear that entered his heart. So some call it, anybody ever heard of that? The four major wounds of Jesus. And so, but, but in Isaiah 53, 5, it says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. Amen. Our transgressions, what does that mean? It means that when we, when we sin, when we miss the mark, he, he was pierced for our transgressions. Normally we transgress with our hands. And, we, and we, we go into places that we shouldn't go into with our feet. And so he was pierced in his hands and his feet for our transgressions. We need to thank God for that. And so what? So we can have clean hands today. So that we can, we can enter in places with the peace of God today. We don't have to go to those wrong places. Amen. The Bible says he was crushed for our iniquities. Amen. And, you know you know, our... Uh, he, he was crushed. And, and one person put it this way that, it, that his heart was stabbed and he was crushed for iniquities. What are iniquities? Well, iniquities are sins of the heart. You know, it could be greed. It could be lust. Uh, stubbornness can be iniquity. And so, you know, Jesus is Jesus was, you know, his heart was was stabbed. So why? why? So we could have a new heart. So that we could have a, the Bible says that he will take out a stony heart and put a heart of flesh in us. In other words, we have a sensitivity to the things of God. I don't know about you, but I don't want to lose my sensitivity to God. I want to, I want to stay humble before God and I want to walk in purity before God. Amen. Uh, in, in Samuel, First Samuel fifteen, twenty three. It says, you know, it says for rebellion is a sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is an iniquity of idolatry because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He also has rejected you from being king. Now, this was the prophet Samuel talking to uh, King Saul that that he was King Saul was rebellious. And, and those are sins of the heart. And, and Jesus has taken care of those sins of the heart. Amen. And then it says that he was punished and he brought us peace you know, uh his peace came upon us because of the blood of Jesus. And you know, I really believe the crown of thorns that you know when you when you're dealing with anxiety and worry, it's all in the mind. Amen. Amen. And, and Jesus received those crown of thorns so we could have peace. Somebody say peace today. Peace. Amen. And and so so we have peace, and of course by his stripes we are healed. And so and so we, 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 what we do in prayer is we thank God that, that we have a new heart. We thank God that by his stripes we were healed. We thank God for what he did on the cross. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We thank God that it says in Galatians 3.13 that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. We remind God that we're redeemed from the curse. You're not under the curse anymore. You are under the blessing. Are you listening to me today? And when you're in prayer, you can thank God that you're blessed. But, Pastor, I'm going through all kinds of turmoil. I'm going through issues. I'm, I'm dealing with financial issues. You're blessed. You're blessed. It doesn't matter what it looks like right now, you're not dead. It's not over. It's not over yet. You're in a process of walking in the fullness of God's blessings. So you're not cursed today. Jesus became a curse on the tree. That, and he became a curse so that we could be, have the blessings of God on our lives. Amen. He was cursed. Amen. So that we can be blessed. And we need, we need to think about that that we have eternal life and as we look at the cross god's given us abundant eternal life amen and so we need we need to thank god for that in our prayer that we have eternal life that we that that we have healing and that's a good place to to confess that by jesus christ you're healed in your prayer time you know i'm going to say this that if you did if you go through the process and this is a pattern of prayer if you did this every day You know, I believe that you'll be suffering sickness less and less. What you want to do is thank God ahead of time that he has already delivered you. You're putting your faith in the now instead of waiting for the enemy to attack you. And then you're behind the eight ball. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So I, I, I believe that as you confess Uh, Some of the healing scriptures in your prayer time. And we have healing scriptures back there that 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 will uh, strengthen your faith and keep you from seeing any sickness. Amen. I try to confess the healing scriptures, you know, as often as I can. And by the grace of God, I, I haven't seen sickness in my life too much. Amen. Praise God on that. And so and so then once we go there, we go to the labor. And the laver was made out of brass, and it was really shiny, and it, was, and it had water in it. And that's where the priests would wash their hands, amen? And they washed their, their, their face and their bodies. And, you know, this signifies in prayer that, you know, as we set up our day, that we want to set up our day that, that, that our minds are thinking right, amen? That, that whatever's pure, whatever's holy, we, we want to think about... As we're in prayer that God will help us to think right. How many people deal with 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 sometimes enemy working on your mind at times? Amen. Amen. And, and what is the whole enemy's trying to do? He's trying to get us to think about doubt and unbelief. He's trying to think of, trying to get us to think about, uh, you know, what's not happening instead of what's happening in our lives. And so, you know, that's why the Bible talks about even in, the, in, in putting on the armor of God, that you have to have the, the helmet of salvation. And what is that helmet of salvation? In another place in the scriptures, it calls it the helmet of hope. And what is the helmet of hope? It, it protects the way you think. In other words, you have hope. Amen. Hope is an earnest expectation of good things to come. Are you believing Are are you activating your faith that good things are happening for you? Are you are you believing that God can turn the situation around or, or do, do you believe that 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 the plans that God has for you are good plans? Or, are you thinking about that every day? Is that being activated in your thinking? Do you have hope this morning? Because the devil is working against our hope. He's trying to make you think things aren't going to change. Things are going to get worse. It's not going to get easier. No, I'm telling you, you're, God says his yoke is easy and his burdens are light. Amen. Well, I'm telling you, I'm preaching better than your amen and glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. But amen. So so we go to the labor, and they go to the labor and they wash, of course, they, they, they just did the sacrifices. And you know, the Bible says that we're priests unto the Lord. We're priests and kings. Amen. And so you are a priest, you are a king. We we don't have to go to a priest, but just to our high priest, Jesus. Amen. Are you here what I'm saying to you today? So, so we need to think about that. Job 31:1 says. You know, in prayer, you know, he said, I make a covenant with my eyes that I should not look upon a young woman. In other words, we make it men. We need to make a covenant with our eyes that we don't we don't look at the opposite sex, especially if you're married and 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 allow your mind to go the wrong way. Amen. In other words, guard your eyes. Hallelujah. Amen. In Second Corinthians 7, one, here's the principle here. Uh, it says, Therefore, having these principles, this is the principle of the labor, Therefore, having these promises, Second Corinthians 7, 1, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That's New Testament. Now, we are righteous, Amen. And we, we are holy, which means we're called out of this world. Amen. We're holy unto the Lord. But we have to, we have to get in a place where we walk in holiness. Amen. And we need to cleanse ourselves from what defiles us. Amen. And I'm telling you, there's so many things in this world that can defile us. But thank God, the word of God can cleanse us. Amen. And wash us and deliver us from all uncleanness. You believe that today? And then this principle of the labor is also in Romans 12, 1, where it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. So listen, God's not looking for dead animals anymore. He's not looking for dead animals. He's looking for a living sacrifice. Are you listening to me today? So God's not interested in a dead animal sacrifice. No, He's, He's interested in you being a living sacrifice. Glory to God. What happens is we get on the altar and then we crawl off the altar. And you gotta, you gotta stay on the altar. Look at your neighbor and say, stay on the altar. Glory to God. Hey, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But we want to crawl off the altar. And we want to do our own things. Amen. But I'm telling you, you're going to be blessed doing God's thing. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Amen. So so now, you know, once once you go past that in prayer, then you're going to go come to the, this can, this seven pronged candle called a menorah. And and that's actually inside the tent now where it's dark, but they have the candle. And um, and, and the seven pronged candlestick represents the Holy Spirit. Amen. It represents our worship to the Holy Spirit. How many people worship the Holy Spirit in here? I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is a person. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. And we want to acknowledge the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I think we, we, we can acknowledge God the Father a lot of times. And we acknowledge Jesus all the time. But I don't know if we're really acknowledging the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit can, can, can do in our lives. Amen. Uh, You know, the Holy Spirit is, he is Lord. Amen. He's a spirit of wisdom. He's a spirit of understanding. He's a spirit of power. He's a spirit of knowledge. He's a spirit of the fear of the Lord. So, so the the Holy Spirit is our comforter, our standby, the the, paraclete, the, the one caught alongside of us. The Holy Spirit needs to be your best friend and you need to recognize the Holy Spirit in your prayer life. Amen. Well, you need you need to thank God and, and and thank the Holy Spirit that he's empowering you. So you may say in your prayer life, Holy Spirit, give me your wisdom today. Give me your understanding today. Give me power and might today to do your will and allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the one that that allows the gifts, you know, to operate in our lives. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? I, I like the gifts of the Spirit. The Bible says that we should earnestly, earnestly desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We should earnestly desire to walk in these gifts. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, special faith. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? You know you know, tongues and interpretation and prophecy. God wants us, you know, the Holy Spirit is the one that gives us these gifts. And, he, and we need to, uh, you know, some of us walk in t- some of these gifts. Amen. And we need to walk in these gifts, glory to God. You know, Paul was writing to, to Timothy and uh, he said in Timothy 1, 6 and 7, he says, this is why I remind you to fan the flame of the spiritual gift that God gave you when I laid hands on you, this is talking about Paul and he said, uh, and he's and he's writing to Timothy talking about Timothy was a young pastor and he was dealing with some some anxiety about pastoring. And then he says here, for God has not given you a spirit of fear or timidity, but a power, love and of a sound mind. And so uh, so we see here that we need to we need to stir up the gifts in us. Amen. Some of you have gifts Abiding in you. Some of you have gifts that still need to be unwrapped. Some of you have gifts that are dormant. And, and until you start fellowshipping with God in, in your prayer time and you start worshiping the Lord and you start thanking the Holy Spirit for these gifts, I mean, I, and part of it is praying in the Holy Ghost. And you know, the Bible says when you pray, how many people are baptized in the Holy Spirit in here? Glory to God. You, have, you can pray in other tongues. Glory to God. As the Spirit gives utterance. Amen. And uh, maybe I need to preach on that next month. Glory to God. I don't see a lot of hands up. Do we got any Holy Ghost filled people in the room today? My Lord Jesus. if I am by myself? I hope I'm not by myself because I'm not getting any hands. Wake up, the sleeping giant, the church. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You guys need a... Man, a true glory to God. You guys are awake in Christ. Amen. Wake, the Bible says, "Waking up to wake, awake to righteousness," and so we need to stir up these gifts. And I remember that uh, I was in a in a uh, in a small uh, Bible group years ago when I was attending uh, Rama Bible uh, Training uh, College, and I and I, I went to a, a small Bible group. They were. Uh, I remember the guy was teaching on love that day. And it was, we probably was about five or six of us. And we were worshiping the Lord before we went into Bible study. And it was like a small little home group. And uh, we were worshiping the Lord, praising God. I'm telling you, worship will get you into the presence of God. Worship will activate the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And I was worshiping and then then it went quiet. We we, we started praying and all of a sudden uh, I had uh, an unction from the Holy Spirit. And I had... uh, a different type, not not my regular tongue, but a different, it called diversity of tongues, came out. And I, I prayed out something I didn't know. It was under the unction of the Holy Spirit. And it was dead silence after I prayed that out. And uh, and uh, we just waited. And the person said, I think I should have interpreted that. And they were in the prayer meeting. And, and so he said, well, let's just wait on the Lord. And he interpreted what I gave out as a tongue. And it was edifying. It edified the, the group. And... And, you know, God, I'm going to say this in our prayer life and in the times of prayer, it shouldn't be like, you know, we go in like like a drive through and come out as fast as we can in prayer. No, it should be a process where where God actually speaks to us, where 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 we come out better than when we came in. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And, you know, uh, you know, uh, when I was studying this, uh, Paul Youngicho he changed his name to David Youngicho, which I thought was a good good way to go, and um, and so he changed his name to David, I guess, because David was a man after God's own heart, Amen. And um, and but he he would pray three hours a day. I'm thinking, man, I'm going to double my prayer time. If I double my prayer time, which would be ten minutes a day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I pray about five minutes a day. <laughs> I'm doing good to double my prayer time. Ten minutes a day. You know, And this guy prays like three hours a day. I'm like, my, my Lord. I, he puts, he, he'll put most pastors to shame. And sometimes the pastors would come in from other countries to learn from him because he is running the largest church in the world. And, and he said they would pray fervently for about ten minutes and then the rest of the time they would just say, Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Praise the Lord for the next two hours. Now, you know, God wants us doing more than that. Amen. But, but you know, you, but when you get into prayer and you start thinking, well, first I'll worship God for, for, for a good 15 to 20 minutes. And then, if you have the time. Amen. And then, and then I will think about Jesus and what Jesus has done for me. And I will exalt she, you know, I will exalt the fact that Jesus went to the cross and he paid the price and, and I have healing and I have blessings because of Jesus. And then then I think about my life and and areas of my life where I need to, you know, straighten up in and and that, that, that I need to speak the right things and do the right things. Amen. With the labor. Amen. And, and, and then and then then we're going to uh, the menorah where the Holy Spirit uh, can you know we we can walk in the Holy Spirit, Amen, and and, and walk in the power of gifts and, and and worship the Holy Spirit. And you know it was funny when I was when I, I actually watched him on, on YouTube and he was ministering uh, you know message similar to this, and he was saying that his church was stuck at a certain number of people, and uh, and he was praying that God would bring more people into his church. He actually had three thousand people at that time, but he was stuck at three thousand, and and he had a dream that God spoke to him, and God said, "Do you want, do you want your church to grow?" And he said, "Yes." And, and, and then the Lord spoke to him and said, "You know, I want I want to ask you a question." He said, "The people of Israel when they were praying for meat, and of course God rained. I don't know if you remember the story, but uh, was it was it, birds came down and dropped down on the camp." A quail, I was going to say pheasant, but quail, amen, <laughs> fell down. But he asked, he asked how, how many quail do you think they could have caught by themselves? How many quail, if they were flying over, if they were going to try to catch the quail? He said, they probably wouldn't catch anything but sunstroke, amen. <laughs> and, uh, and he said, you know, a lot of times we're trying to bring people into the church in our own ability. But we're, it's going to take the Holy Spirit, to bring the pe- to draw the people in and, and what the Lord said he said I can blow the people in anytime I want but you're going to have to seek me and and God can bring bring the people in but what he did say to him was that you don't treat the Holy Spirit like a person. Amen. And that you need to treat the Holy Spirit that he's a person in your life. That he's not just a, a force or he, the Holy Spirit's not just tongues. Amen. It's more than that. The Holy Spirit's more than the gifts. He's a person. The third person of the Holy, uh, of the Holy Trinity. And, and, and so as he, he said, okay, I'm going to make the Holy Spirit the senior pastor. I'm not going to run anything. I'm not going to do anything unless the Holy Spirit reveals it to me. And I'm going to say this to you today, that God wants to guide you today. He wants to lead you today in all truth. He doesn't want you just fumbling through the darkness trying to figure out your life. No, I'm telling you, the best thing you can get from God is direction. The best thing you can get from God is direction. The second best thing is timing. You get his. His direction, he shows you what to do, and then you get his timing, you're going to have success. So you hear what I'm saying to you today? Glory to God. You're going to have success. And so, again, the Holy Spirit, he's the one that's going to put life into the church. You know, I heard about this one pastor that had this large church, and they wanted to know what made it so successful And he said, let me show you. And he went down in the basement and he had all these prayer warriors praying. And he said, that's my power plant. That's my power plant. Amen. Do I have do I have any power plants in here this morning? Do I have any prayer warriors in here this morning? Only the Holy Spirit. Can make you a power plant for God. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Are, is some of your lights dim this morning. The Holy Spirit can tr- turn up the wattage. And the power in your life. Amen. I don't know about you. I don't want to walk in dead religion. I want to have living faith. I want to have faith that people see faith in me. You can see faith in people. And, you, and unfortunately you can, see, you can tell when people don't have any faith. And you, can, and you can see the faith in people. You know, when, when, when Peter was, uh, was going into the temple, th- there was a beggar that was sitting there. And, and that beggar, he's, he's uh, you know, was begging for silver and gold. And Peter said, silver and gold I have not. But what I do I have, I, 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 I speak unto you. Rise and walk in the name of Jesus. He saw faith. This guy had faith to get up. Out of his slumber. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit can empower us. And, and I'm telling you, the word of God can give us the faith to come out of some of us, some of our slumber. Amen. Some of us wake up your neighbor. Amen. Shake somebody next to you. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit will shake us up. Amen. And so we're, now we're going to this place right here. And this is called the showbread right here. Can you see it? Glory to God. And it had 12 loaves of fresh baked bread. How many people like fresh bread in here? Anybody ever go to Golden Corral and they used to ring the bell, bing, bing, and it was the bread? Any Golden Corral people in here? (laughs) I don't go to Golden Corral. I don't like those buffets. Amen. Amen. I buffet my body. I don't buffet it. But... Uh, you know, and they would ring that bell, bing, bing, and you get that fresh bread. And they used to, you know, they don't do it anymore. They used to put fresh bread. As soon as you sat down, they would put fresh bread right there. Why? Because they, they want you getting stuffed on the fresh bread <laughs> so you can't eat all the steak and all everything else. Are you listening to what I'm saying? They want you to get full on the bread. But, but here, you know, right here, it had 12 loaves of bread. And the, and, and the number 12 is significant. It, it means the 12 tribes of Israel. So so it was a symbolization of the 12 tribes of Israel. And, and the priests actually could eat that bread. Amen. They could partake of it. And part of that means communion, that, that God wants to commune with us. But actually, the bread also can rep- represent the word of God in prayer. And so we, we, we want, we, the, the, the bread represents the word of God. And I don't know about you, but, I, you know, I like, I like hot bread, fresh bread. I want fresh word. Amen. Some of us are just running on, on stale manna. Some of you are running on stale manna, but what you need is fresh bread. You need a give me this day, you know, you know the, the, the Lord's Prayer. Give me this day my, you know, moldy, crusty bread. No, give me this day my daily bread. In other words, God wants to put freshness in us. And, and the word of God should bring freshness to us. Amen. That's, that's the place. Of um, where we need to, to pray the word of God. You know, Jesus said, men did not, uh, Jesus actually quoted this in the wilderness in Matthew 4.4. 4. He says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So, So in this process of your prayer time, you need to be confessing the word of God. You need to be confessing the promises of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You need to confess that, that, you know, whatever, you know, you're battling. Maybe you're battling lack in your life. You need to confess that your God will supply all your needs. According to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, you need to confess. Maybe you're dealing with some something in your body that's, try, you know, the enemy's attacking. You need to confess that by Jesus stripes you're healed. You need you need to start confessing some promises of God's word. And I'm telling you the, what a lot of us have. We have head knowledge, but we don't have heart knowledge. And you and we can get a lot of head knowledge, but we got to get that head knowledge. It has to go from the head down to the heart. And, and, and really, when we're speaking the word out of our heart, that's when we'll see results. Amen. A lot of times we go off and try to speak the word of God out of our heads. Or we hear a faith message and we just think just confessing the word of God one time will do it. It's going to take multiple times for you to speak the word of God before it goes from your head to your heart. It's going to, it's going to be a process of time. From 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 it going from what some would call logos, which is the written word of God to rhema, which is a a spoken word of God to you. Amen. I can tell you, I can read scriptures over and over again. And I'm still getting fresh manna out of scriptures. Uh, You know, you know, like uh, I was reading just a few months ago about this lady getting her healing. And Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. And, and that God illuminated that to me. And, and what, what he revealed to me is by faith can make me whole. Your faith can make you whole your faith. According to your faith, Jesus would say to some, let it be done unto you, your faith. What are you believing God today? What are you believing God for? What are you standing on? And it's the word of God that will give you a foundation, will give you something to stand on when the enemy and the storms of life will try to come in and blow your house down. Are you listening to me today? And so, so we, need, we need to understand that, that, that the word of God is powerful. Listen, I'm trying to get your prayer life more than just five minutes. I'm trying to get you, you know, if if you're going through some of this in your prayer, it should take maybe 20 or 30 minutes to pray. Amen. I, I, I really believe that we start praying and fellowshipping with God in our prayer life. It will radically change our lives. And I don't know about you, but but I want my life to go from glory to glory and from faith to faith. I don't want to go from glory to 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 valley back to the top of the mountain, back to the valley. I don't want to be like a roller coaster Christian going down, up and down, up and down. I want to go up, 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 as Superman would say, up, up, up and away. You know what I'm talking about? I want to keep going higher in my... How, how many people want to keep going higher in their faith? And I'm telling you, we should be going higher in our prayer life. And then what we have here is the uh, altar of incense right here. And, uh, and this is where our prayers go up to God. As you can see, the smoke, it's, that symbolizes prayers. And the altar of incense would have uh, uh, good smelling uh, stuff on it, which would cause the, the whole uh, room to smell like bed, bath and beyond. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? It will smell so good in there. And here, I'm going to say this. The Bible said, and I believe that, that are, this resembles worship. You know, praise is, praise. praise is about thanking God for what he has done, but worship is, thanking, is, is, is praising God for who he is. And this is a place in our, in our uh, prayer time that we should get into worshiping God. You know, it's okay. I know that we're under grace. We're not under the law. And, and I, I know we don't have to get under the law, but, but, you know, I think it's okay to bow down before the Lord every once in a while. Amen. I I think it's okay to get in our our knees. Well, pastor, I can pray just as good standing up or laying down. Yeah, and we're not under the law. No, but I I think that sometimes we need to get on our knees. You know, a man that's on his knees will very rarely fall from that position. So when you're on your knees, it's very difficult for you to fall down. In other words, sometimes we need to have some knee prayer time. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so it says in Psalms 95, 6 and 7, it says, Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is God and we are the people of his pasture and the flock of his care. So it says here that we need to bow down. And I think sometimes we just need to show God a little bit more reverence. We need to just... Give him some reverence and worship God and, and thank him for your life and thank him for who he is because he's worthy of all praise. And, and, the, and I really believe that as we do that, the Bible actually talks about that. And Noah, when he, when he came off the boat, he, he, he provided a sacrifice of worship to the Lord. And the Bible said it came up as a sweet smelling aroma to the Lord. I'm telling you, our worship Will bring a sweet smelling aroma unto God, Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying today? And God will look down and say, "Man, I like that. I got to bless that person. I got to I got to drop down a blessing on them. They're blessing me. I really believe worship blesses God. Amen. I, I, you know, you know, God, you know, the Bible says God does you know, that God is the self sufficient one. He doesn't need anything. But I really think that he that he his heart is to have worship. Jesus said that that God is looking for those that will worship him. What? In spirit and in truth. He said the Pharisees, you know, know, they would would worship outside, but their hearts were far from God. And our hearts don't need to be far from God. We need to get as close to God as possible. I'm telling you, we need to get so close to God that, that people see the glory of God in our lives. Are you listening to me today? And so and so we need to be like that. We need to be in a place where where we're worshiping God and God is fellowshipping with us. Amen. And then we have the last part is now we're going to go in In this would be a curtain right here, a thick curtain. And uh, it was really thick. And did you know when Jesus went to the cross and he said it is finished, that curtain in the temple rent from top to bottom why that's just telling you that the glory of god is is available to anybody and everybody that wants to walk in the glory Amen. that wants to receive the glory of god it's not just held back behind a curtain anymore. In other words, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of God. And, and the Bible says that he moves through us. He, he moves in him. We live and move and have our being. Glory to God. I want God to possess me. I want, I want more of God in my life than myself. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? When God, when we get so close to God, people will start to mistake you as Jesus. In other words, you will start looking more and more like Jesus. Are you listening to me today? And so, so when you're in this place, and this is the Holy of Holies, the, the, the priest would sprinkle blood on, on, on the mercy seat. And the top of the, the Ark of the Covenant was a mercy seat with two angels and their wings were touching. And that, on top of that, I always thought the mercy seat before I studied it was some place that the priest would sit down on. <laughs> it was a seat. No, it's the top of of the of the ark of the covenant and and, and that's where the priests would, would sprinkle the blood of Jesus or the the blood of the animals to cover their sins. But you know Jesus the Bible says he went up to heaven. And he went up and he presented his blood. And there is a there is a uh Uh, Exact representation of of this up in heaven. And I believe there's a mercy seat up in heaven. And Jesus uh, applied his blood on the mercy seat, which will give gives mankind forgiveness forever. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Jesus is the high priest and he presented his blood to Father God. And I'm telling you, that is a place where we can, you know, pray for our loved ones and we can plead the blood of Jesus over those that are going the wrong way. And apply the blood of Jesus, amen, on our children and mark our children by by God, amen, mark our children with the blood of Jesus, plead the blood. When you're in the Holy of Holies, and that's a place where you can intercede for people and pray that God would move, amen, on people's hearts and and draw people by His Spirit, amen? I'm telling you, sometimes we're trying to change people uh, uh, by by psychology and and, and by telling them what they need to do. No, only the Holy Ghost can change people. And prayer can change people. You know, you, you, maybe you're, you're encountering people that are difficult in your life. You can pray and intercede for these people that God will open their eyes to truth and, and reveal truth to them. And, and I'm telling you, prayer is powerful. God is, God moves on our prayers. And as we, as, we, as, as we go into the Holy Holies, we can pray for our families, and, and pray for our children, and, and pray for our city, and pray for our nation, glory to God. Pray for the president. Pray for those that are in authority, that we can live a peaceful life unto all godliness. We need to be praying. Don't complain. Pray. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And as as we as we practice, as we practice this in our prayer time, I'm telling you, I believe that we're going to be seeing the blessings of God in our lives where where people are going to notice the manifestation of God's blessings on our life. Amen. I believe that we're going to see breakthrough. I believe breakthrough comes through prayer. I'm going to say it again. No great revival has ever moved in our nation without fasting and prayer. The Bible says, "If my people, that are called by, if my people that are called by me, will humble themselves and and and, and pray and 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 seek my face and, and and forsake their evil ways, I will hear from heaven and I will pour out a blessing." God's just I I think sometimes we're waiting on God, but I'm going to say this. God is waiting on us. He's waiting on us to get into that prayer time to to, to pray and to believe and to expect him to move. Amen. And I'm telling you, when we get into that place, I'm telling you, we get positioned in that place. I'm telling you, God's going to God's going to pour out the blessings from heaven I'm telling you, God's going to be healing people, setting people free, delivering people. I'm telling you, God will do it. Do you believe that today? How many people have a need in here this morning? I'm telling you, God can meet your needs. God can abundantly supply your needs. God can do the work. I'm telling you, he can do it through the Holy Spirit. And he's doing it today. Do you believe that today? Did you receive something this morning? Let's go in prayer. Father, I just honor you today. And I thank you, Father God, for your mercies and for your goodness and for your love. And I thank you, Father God, as we as we take this prayer of the tabernacle and as we use this in our prayer time, Father God, that you're going you're gonna to make a difference. You're going to start revealing things to us. And, and Father God, we're going to have a living prayer life and not a dead prayer life. And Father, I thank you for every person here that's listening at the sound of my voice and those that are watching online and and perhaps, you know, you don't have a, the relationship. Maybe you don't have a relationship with God. Maybe you never prayed the prayer to submit yourself to God. Well, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. And you can pray today and God will enter your life. Just say this. If you're ready to receive Christ, say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead my justification i receive you today as my lord and savior and heavenly father fill me with your holy spirit in jesus name amen we thank you for listening to this message for more information visit us at exceedlifechurch.org